What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant. This has been the most tense podcast I have ever done. Kevin Sherrington. Do we want to compare bylines? How many? Barry Horn. We're supposed to keep this thing moving, be fresh. Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Ballsy. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we'll be talking about Mavericks. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the Ballsy with a Z Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington. Oh, I can talk now? Yeah, you can talk. Now. I'm Barry Horn. And joining us on the hotline is our old pal, Eddie Sefko. Hi, Eddie. How's it going? Oh, uh, you wouldn't believe it, Kevin. It's just, uh, it's just off, off the charts here in Little Maverick land. <laughs> do, you know, do you know I've known Eddie longer than I've known you? Because I'm sure, because in Houston there was something that you had to have, and and so you got it from Eddie before you got it from me. Well, well you 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 hadn't been promoted to the Cougar beat yet, you, the Fly Slamma Jamma beat. You were on the Rice beat when I met Eddie. That was a pretty good beat though back then. They had a guy named Ricky Pierce playing for him. That that was a good. That, hey, one of the one of the great uh, gunners of all time. He was. I, I tell you what, if that Houston team had had Ricky Pierce too, they would have won three national <laughs> what, championships. What else would you want them to? Well, have? you know, that was the one thing they lacked was a shooter like that. Uh, oh my. He was. He was phenomenal. A phenomenal. Was it, wasn't Rob Williams a shooter? Uh, not, uh, not like Ricky. Was, <laughs> not like Ricky. Yeah, he. Yeah, he was a shooter. He wasn't always a maker. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> well, right. Okay, good point. Uh, what, what was that? What was that score against North Carolina? What was his line? Oh, for nine, something like that, Eddie. Yeah, it was not good. Yeah, it was not good. You know, you're asking me to have brain cells that were killed off years and years and decades ago. All right, let's talk Mavericks. I'm not very good at that either, Eddie, but I'll, I was trying to put you on the spot. Yeah, let's talk about these Mavericks. Uh, and, and and specifically, I want to talk about something because the old trade deadline is coming up on February the 8th. Is that not correct, Eddie? That is correct. And uh, with the trade deadline, you would think this is a this is a franchise that would, uh, uh, if you were just looking at it from the face of, uh, you know, are they trying to get better? Are they trying to get worse? What are they trying to do? Uh, what could they do with these uh, with these people? Um, but the, the, they could be players here. And explain to us why that is. Well, I mean, first of all, if you're looking for a, a, uh, an impact trade. Uh, that's going to help them, uh, you know, or in this season, you know, forget about it. I mean, this season's a goner, and uh, they are not going to uh, do something to, to, to upset the, the cap structure for next summer and beyond, and they're not going to bring on somebody else's problems, and they're, they're not going to take on money. They will take on money. They have room to do that, but only if it involves also getting a, a draft pick or uh, – a player that they really feel like has has good good future potential, uh, and and of course if somebody just falls in love with Wes Matthews or Sala Mejri or both or somebody like that and and thinks that those are the two guys that could put them over the top in the, in a championship hunt, then and of course they'll listen. But I think the the more likely scenario for these guys is that they're going to 
be in the ballpark for other teams that are trying to make stuff happen. If they need to bring in a third team to make the numbers work, uh, and it helps the Mavericks uh, get get uh, you know a future draft pick or a draft pick this season uh, this summer, uh, they're, they're going to be uh, hanging around the hoop trying to get that sort of a rebound. So, is there any itty bitty deal that might be made that would matter? Well, I mean, there, there, you mean uh, you want some names? Yeah. <laughs> Give me names. Well, uh, well, they're not going to get LeBron, uh, and they're probably not going to going to get Duran or Curry or some from Golden State. So if you throw those out, uh, I would uh, I would look more toward the guy. I mean, we've we've heard the Julius Randle talk from the Lakers. It, the Lakers are trying uh, very hard to uh, preserve lots of cap space for next summer because they think they can make a run at both Paul George and LeBron James, and they probably can. Uh, but they're going to have to lose some assets to do that. And uh, remember a couple years ago when uh, Harrison Barnes uh, had to had to go or the Warriors couldn't afford to get Kevin Durant. It could be the same sort of thing for Randall, uh, but I don't think that happens until the summer. So I, I wouldn't you know, hold my breath on that trade happening right now or before the deadline. Uh, another name to listen for, I, I think, has some intrigue is Avery Bradley in in uh, Detroit. Really good defender, really good uh, uh, outside guy that can make a shot and still young. And he's, uh, I believe, is unrestricted at the end of the year. So I mean, it, these are guys that are that are in the ballpark that that makes sense. They wouldn't be home runs, but they'd be solid singles, maybe even doubles. So uh, uh, let me let me ask you because yeah we, we've talked about uh, or we've seen uh, read about uh, Julius Randle. H- how would he fit uh, in this lineup? Well, he's kind of a kind of a, a, a butt kicker on the glass. He he has that ability, and that's exactly what they need. He's not the biggest guy around, but but then again, in the NBA this, these days, you don't. I mean, size doesn't matter. Everybody's playing a bunch of six eight, six ten guys, and and, and getting by with that. You know, nobody's got the, the, the huge centers anymore that just live in the low post. But that's just a thing of the past now. Uh, you know, and, and even the guys that are coming out, if you look at uh, uh, Marvin Bagley over at Duke, I mean, he's, he stretches the floor. He can he can knock it in from, from outside. So uh, big guys always want to be uh, ball handlers and outside shooters, and that's what, the guy, that's what the league has now, for better or worse. And... Um, you know, I, I think Randall would be the, the kind of guy who could fit in still real young uh, in the right situation when he's, I mean, he's gonna, right now I think he's averaging somewhere around 13, 14 points, seven or eight rebounds. And that's, you know, with, um, you know, a, 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 a lim- not limited, but a, not an overdose of minutes played either. So uh, I, I think he's got some real potential to be a, a fifteen and ten guy, uh, you know, down the road. I mean, he could be one of those six eight guys that, like Draymond Green that can go out and get you ten or twelve or fifteen rebounds on any given night. Maybe not every night, but but some nights. So uh, I mean, I, I like the the intrigue there. I, I mean, uh, if it's a case of L.A. not really giving up on him, but having to let having to make that room happen to to, to facilitate something bigger and better. Uh, you know, the Mavericks are always going to be right around there waiting for, for something like that to fall in their lap. And what about Nerlens? Where does he fit what about in? Him? Where, where does he, <laughs> does he, does he, does he go to LA? Does, where, how does he fit in? 
Does he? Not. I know he doesn't fit in here, but how would he fit in in the remake of the Mavericks? Well, either you know, either he, they just play this thing out and he goes on his merry way, and 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 uh, you know, maybe the the Cleveland guys that he, that he's in now with uh, the, the agents uh, at Clutch Sports, maybe they maybe they have a grand plan of pairing him with LeBron and, and those guys, and, and wherever the, wherever they end up. I, I don't see it, quite frankly. But, uh, you know, I usually commend guys for betting on themselves, even though it was just a horrible mistake to turn down $70 million uh, when you've averaged, what, eight and eight, not even that, uh, for the first three or four years of your career. I, just, I mean, just a horrible miscalculation of the market. Uh, and, I, and, again, I, it, good good for the Mavericks for not getting for not happening. At least they didn't overpay for mediocrity, which they've done too many times in the past. Uh, but they were willing to do I, that. But in this case, Nerland's betting on himself was not a, not a smart thing. And uh, he's obviously done nothing this year to, to help his stock go up. Uh, I do think they'll play him some uh, starting next month when he gets back and gets completely healthy from the thumb surgery. Uh, you know, that there's no reason not to really. I mean, if you, if you if you do something crazy like hold him out and just don't play him enough, then that gets around to other agents and players, and they see how you handled that, and and it's just not good business. Uh, so I think that either either they'll find a trade partner before the eighth, which to be honest with you, I think is a little unlikely, or you know, the wins are not the most important thing going forward. Throw him out there and let him play and see, you know, maybe, who knows, maybe everything patches up and then he starts playing really well and then uh, then you have something to, to, to at least consider for, for, uh, for the summer. But right now, he's just kind of a non-factor on this team. If, if wins, Eddie, if wins are not important now, are losses important now? Well, you know, you don't want too many of one and not enough of the other, let's put it that way. Last year, they—I uh, mean, we—they they showed last year that you don't have to have a top three pick to hit it big in the, in the draft. I mean, it can happen, and this in the coming draft is is different. It's full of big guys instead of small guys, and they might take a two or three year window to to to, to uh, blossom, uh, unlike a, a, a you know a dynamic point guard like Dennis Smith Jr. But uh, you know, I think if you're in the in the Early to mid part of the lottery, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. I think that's fine in this draft. There's going to be some good players in there, and and um, you know the Mavericks. I, I can tell you this: they are scouting the heck out of the colleges right now. How, how much different is that from the from the past, Eddie? Well, I, I shouldn't say it's way different, but last year because they they knew they were headed to to a, a lottery pick, they had to they had to get it right. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they, you know, they weren't. I, I still to this day don't think they were going to take uh, Tilakina if if he'd have been there. But um, you know, fortunately for them, it worked out that New York took him ahead of them, and then they Dennis dropped in their laps, and that's kind of what they wanted. So, um, but would would you know, Eddie? Wouldn't you rather be picking fourth than seventh, and you can make that decision, and you don't have to hope uh, for, well, of course. for for guys to drop in your lap. Well, of course, you know, and, and, and players don't tank. You know, it has to be coaches and ownership and management that tanks. 
players are always going out there trying to earn their next contract or you know look good for for somebody. So I mean, the only way you can do it is to you know to, to cut minutes or or play young guys more than, than than veterans, and that's been done time and time again in this league. And 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 the Mavericks did it last year. So. You know, it's it's uh, it's organic tanking, I guess, is the way they would say it this year, uh, these days. And uh, I, you know, are they going to finish with twenty five, thirty wins? I don't see it, see it being much more than that. Uh, and that's that's fine. That's going to stick you down in the in the five, six, seven range, maybe even fourth. I don't know, but uh, you know, they're doing fine in terms of what they need to do. Uh, for this season, uh, don't worry about the wins and losses. It's painful to go through, but if you think about it, last year this time, you know there was a lot less hope. All we were looking at was Harrison Barnes, and that was about it. Yeah. And now yeah. we've got this kid to to watch and see him grow, and and uh, you know it's it's a step. You know, unfortunately, it's, a, it's this is a multi step program. <laughs> <laughs> is, yeah. is, is is Jonathan Motley a name people should remember? You know, I don't know the answer to that one yet. I do think they're holding him back to get him some good seasoning down at the, the at the G League and and let him go through that process and saving his forty five days or whatever his left on that forty days now I think uh, for for after the trade deadline let him come up and 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 play some of those games. That's that's another way of of saying. We're cultivating our young guys, and and we don't need to to worry about you know winning some of these games in April, uh, March and April when uh, a lot of teams are going to be in non compete mode. So uh, yeah, he, he's going to be around. I don't think you should uh, uh, forget about him. But I don't know, I, you know, I don't know how how the numbers he's putting up down with uh, the legends at Frisco, how that's going to equate in the NBA. You know, Eddie, to your point about uh, where these guys drop in the draft, you know, uh, from the way it looks right now, that, and then these guys, it's obviously still very early, and who knows what might happen. But but Jason Tatum might be the, the best guy so far, and he's he was the third pick of the draft. Um, and then, you know, uh, I, I have to say that I was not wild about the idea of everybody trying for the uh, the next Dirk Nowitzki and Laurie Markin, and he's been pretty good too. He went, what, seven and before Tila Kina, and then, uh, of course – um, you know the uh, the Mavericks took the Mavericks took uh, Dennis Smith Jr. at nine. But one of the things that I want to talk to you about him is uh, besides the obvious athletic skill, which is pretty much off the charts, uh, is just the composure and poise and confidence of him uh, when you watch him play. He doesn't seem to get rattled much. Um, in, in some ways, his his demeanor kind of belies the athleticism. The stuff he does is just so electric. And he looks like he just woke up uh, uh, most of the time when he's playing. Uh, what, who, he's, he's like the unmaverick. He, he he is very much the the uh, the unmaverick. Yeah, because you got a lot of volatile guys on that team, and uh, and he's certainly not one of them. Uh, and, and I wanted to see if you had somebody you might compare him with from that standpoint. Oh, um, well, I mean. Earlier in his career, not so much now, but if you can think back about five or six years, uh, Oklahoma City had two guys that were like that. Harden and, and Westbrook both were, were very much, uh, you know, they, they were 
self-confident out the uh, out, you know off the charts but uh until they started getting uh obviously superstardom all written all over them they they especially Westbrook it took him a while to and he was shadowed by, by overshadowed by uh Durant and and Harden so uh I mean it, it took him a while to get out of their shadow so I I mean those guys kind of come to mind a little bit now I'm not saying Dennis is going to end up being that great of a player. Uh, he may or may not be. I don't know, but um, you know, and and um, you know, I'm trying to think if there's some other guys around the league. Um, you know, Kawhi Leonard's a little like that. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. exactly go out. He doesn't exactly go out and beat his chest and, and have to have to say a bunch of stuff. He just goes out and kicks your butt. So, uh, and I think that's kind of where Dennis is trying to get to. So, um, but yeah, I mean, and I think he's perfect for for this situation. He and Carlisle get along great. They watch a lot of film together. Uh, The kid's getting better. Uh, Just, you know, let's let him him grow through some mistakes and, and, and be a kid. And then, you know, at some point we'll look up and maybe he'll be a star. How does he, how does he mesh with the, with the other guys on the team? Oh, he's fine in the locker room. Yeah, I mean, for a guy who you know can't have a beer yet, I mean, he, <laughs> and, and he's he's uh you know he's fine. They 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 all uh, and they all understand he's the future. I mean, he's got the talent to be uh you know Dirk's the, the next face of the franchise. No offense to, to Harrison Barnes. Uh, so this kid and then he's earning it by just going out and. And working his tail off, and, and being the good soldier, nobody likes being sixteen and thirty-one. Uh, but you know, even in situations like this, you can have uh, you can have times when there's a lot of growth, and you see potential starting to come come to fruition. When, when I said when I when I said uh, Smith was was the unmaverick, I meant in the history of the Mavericks, have they ever had a player like him? Oh, like well. I mean, you can go back. Well, let's go back um, to, to to a lesser degree, and uh, you know, Devin Harris came in as the number five pick, I believe. Right, and they they used uh, Antoine Jameson to get him in the in the draft, as I recall. Uh, and he came in and he started his first game under Nelly, and he didn't start all the games that year under Nelly, but but uh, a couple of years later, he was uh, he was a starter in the NBA Finals. And, you know, he had some pretty good athletic ability early in his career. Still does, really. Um, you know, so I, I think you could say that, in, unless we forget, Devin Harris was an all-star. So, I mean, he uh, he has not had a bad career. And those are the kind of guys that come to mind. I don't, you know, I, he's not the same kind of player as Jason Kidd, obviously. Right. Totally different styles. Um that's why I don't think bringing Jason in as a kind of a consultant or or, or uh, front office liaison or whatever. I don't 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 think that's necessarily a great move. Of course, Jason, Jason Kidd was fired by the Bucks. By the right? Bucks, yeah. Yes, he was, okay. yeah. and uh, that's you know which kind of caught a lot of people off guard. But I talked to one player in the locker room, by the way, who said uh, he'd heard that there were there were some grumblings out there that fans were starting to boo him a little bit when he'd get introduced before games and. Uh, everything was not smooth as as, as they say uh, up there. But anyway, we we digress. What what do people in Milwaukee know about basketball? 
Oh yeah, they've only you know they've they only traded won they traded Lou Alcindor <laughs> for the, the future Kareem Jabbar, right? Yeah, that's true. That, they, that they did, and uh, we all know who did that. It was Ray Patterson. Yeah, that's right, your old pal. Uh, and and yeah. speaking of which, and I wanted to ask you, you know, because we were comparing former uh, Mavericks, and I and I can't think of a Maverick that really fits uh, uh, Dennis Smith's profile at this point, but I can think of a former Rocket, and I think you covered him, uh, and that was Steve Francis. Uh, how would you compare Dennis and Stevie franchise? Um. Similar, obviously, very similar builds. I mean, they're almost exactly the same kind of a uh, of a of a body type, and um, and they got they can get up above the rim the same way. Uh, I don't know. I actually, uh, Francis had, had uh, I was uh, off the beat down there when he when he came in, and I don't know what kind of demeanor or or attitude he has, uh, so I can't really speak to that, but. But uh, terrific talent, and obviously, uh, you know, has had the skill to be a one of the new wave point guards who could score it and, and but still get the ball to other players, and uh, and that's what that, that's what the job is these days. You're not just a distributor. John Stockton would get roasted in this league now if he came in now, which is uh, although John was so good, I, I think he'd have found a way. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's a good that's a good comparison. So uh, if if that's if if, if uh, he is the the point guard and then you got Harrison Barnes and uh, and then the three we, uh, we're going to say he's a well three. I don't I'm not going to say anybody's a, in anything oh, anymore he's not, a, he's not a four well but here's the thing that you say now you, you you're not listening you haven't been paying okay, attention go ahead in the NBA now you've got a one and then you've got four threes essentially okay, okay, uh, yeah. out there at, at any given time. Uh, we can't, we, we're no longer pigeonholing people. Uh, but th- there's some, there's some, uh, you know, we, we've seen Yogi Ferrell looks like a keeper, uh, is a nice guy, guard off the bench. Yeah. Could be, uh, the next JJ Barea. Um, and after that, Eddie, how many, you know, how many keepers do you see in this, on this roster? Well, I like to say about this team is they have about half a dozen really good sixth men. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, half of them are starting, and half of them are come. You know, they've got too many of those guys, and not enough uh, one, two, and three men. Yeah, uh, but that's uh, but but you know what? That's kind of the that's part of building a building a new uh, a new, new foundation. Um, I, I yeah. Let's see. Okay, keepers. We got Dennis. Obviously, I think uh, Harrison Barnes is, is here for the long haul. Uh, they like him. He's a worker, and he's he's he can. If he's your third best player, you probably have a pretty good team. You know, uh, right now he's he's either the first or second best player. You know, right. Um, I don't know about Wesley Matthews. I, I I would like to think that the the Mavericks will hold on to him. If for nothing else, he's just a great glue guy. You know, he works hard on defensively, and and he, and you know. He's he's not he's a three and D guy. Right. You've got to have one of those, right. Right? at least one of those. Now, if they bring in Avery Bradley or or even uh, you know Marcus Smart or somebody like that, then maybe things change. But for now, let's pencil him in. Uh, after that, Yogi, yes, uh, Dwight Powell probably gonna stick around. Uh, he's he's just I just wish he would be a little more consistent. Uh, cause he has games where he's just really active and really good. 
and then he'll disappear for a couple of games, you know, and and, and uh, maybe that'll maybe he'll overcome that over time. Um, Sala likes it here, and I think the Mavericks like him. Uh, Going to be interesting to see what happens with him in the summer. In what role, really in, in, Eddie? What in what role would you like to see him? It would not be any more than what he's already doing. Okay, I mean he's got to be your your your. Uh, Kind of, kind of big guy that comes in off the bench that can change the the way the other team keep make sure they can attack the basket and all that sort of stuff. Uh, who am I missing? Uh, I mean, Berea and, and Maxie Kevin have been great. Maxie, but uh, oh, Maxie Cleaver, I you know something tells me he's going to have some 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 opportunities not only around the NBA but elsewhere in the world uh, after this season. You know, he's. Uh, he's 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 been pretty good. He's better than anybody thought he was. Let's put it that way. Uh, at least he's better than I thought he was. And you know what? Really better than than anybody on the on the team thought too. And he is guaranteed for next year, at least partially, I think. So uh, you know the Mavericks have him, but but uh, you know he's a good he's a good keeper for now. Let's put it that way. The other guys like Dorian Smith, and uh, we haven't even talked about Seth Curry, who's who's. Oh yeah, you let's, know, let, let's talk about. He, he, he's not going to go anywhere. I mean, uh, I mean, unless he comes in and just plays lights out in the rest. You know, when he finally does come back, if he comes back, uh, what's he going to do? I mean, I think it's he's, he's better off sticking around here in a in a system that he knows and and he knows he can succeed in. And and remember, he was supposed to be the starting two guard off of, off of uh, off of Dennis. Right. You know, we haven't seen that all year, obviously. And and we weren't uh, counting but, on him to be back. I mean, to come back after this year. That there, the again, the feeling was that uh, he was going to, if he put it together a pretty good year, he'd be out of here. Well, maybe, but uh, depends on how good a year. I mean, if he's, I mean, last year from like mid January on until when he got uh, hurt there at the end of the year, he was averaging like fifteen or sixteen points and. Three or four assists and and shooting, you know, amazing from the three point line. If that's what you get, and we know the bloodlines in that family run pretty good when it comes to shooting the three ball. Uh, if that's what you're going to get, I mean, you don't let those kind of assets walk out the door. Right. You don't. Yeah. That would be tough to do. Speaking of walking out the door, Eddie. Wait, wait. I have another question for him. One more. One more question, Eddie. Uh, if another jersey has to go up in the rafters. Who would be the next? I, I mentioned Mark Aguirre to a, a former Maverick executive, and he almost <laughs> threw up and threw up on my clothes. Yeah, for the way the way it all ended here. Is is, is there somebody else out there? Obviously, uh, not Dirk. A big but, German, maybe. Not Dirk. But is there anybody else out there who you see going up in the rafters whose uniform number would be retired? Oh, absolutely, J- Jason Terry, uh, for sure. Um, maybe Jason Kidd too. Uh, don't know for sure about that one, but Jason Terry's not, you know, he'll, he, as soon as he hangs up his, uh, shoes, if he ever does, he may, you know, he's another guy who could be out there rolling out in a wheelchair at some point. <laughs> uh, but, uh, that's the guy I would, I would say for sure. Um, you know, and then, you know, don't discount the possibility if he stays, sticks around here and, I mean, the guys that won were on that championship team. I mean, Perea, maybe. I don't. I mean, I don't think so, but maybe. 
Was that, uh, that going to be called point guard heaven up there? Uh, is you it, know, I mean, Sean Marion. Yeah. I mean, I mean he was a – now, he'll be always remembered as a Phoenix son. Right. But he was a, still a really good, solid player here. And without him, they don't win that title. So, uh, I mean, yeah, they, they're, they're some, there's some options. But I think for now they're going to sit sit tight for – for a couple, three years, probably. Eddie, I know you got other things to do. Thanks for squeezing us in here. We appreciate that. Thanks for the, for everything. We'd like to get you in one more time here before the uh, before the, the trade deadline. Sure, that'd be great. Pops up, that'd be great. Eddie, did you notice Evan Grant is not with us today? Uh, you know, I didn't even notice. <laughs> that will break his heart that you said that. Because Evan, Evan Evan could be sitting here going through going through his laptop. That's what he'd be doing too if he the, were the whole yeah. time. Yeah, that's for sure. So yeah, but let's uh, let's do it anytime. Uh, you know, and just you know, put put the check in the mail like usual. And then yeah, we'll, we'll uh, be we'll be good. Absolutely, absolutely. It'll be might be a little extra in it this time. <laughs> right. Thanks, Eddie. Hi guys, thanks. There All goes Eddie. Eddie Sefko, our old pal. Uh, uh, you know, we we talked about yeah, our old pal, good friend. We talked about Julius Randall early. Yeah. Would you like to see him here? You know, I, I don't know why I say this, but you brought up Mark Aguirre. He, I, maybe it's the body type a little bit. He's, he, he's a little he, leaner and longer. Isn't a he? little here, but he reminds me. He's of, from here. He, uh, he oh, sure, high he's school from there. here. Yeah, absolutely. You know. I, you know what the problem is in the NBA is that when a guy's not a star right away, and Julius was not a star right away for the right. Lakers. I've he's been. not a star now. He's a, he's a very nice player. He's not a star. But but fans, I don't want him. You know, everybody thinks that there's that there's a star in there in the lottery. You know, and we're going to find well, that. Well, we're not. They're not going to give up a lottery pick for. Him. No, no, no. What I'm but what I'm saying is is that those are the people that we care about. Right. You know, and, and like. <coughs> Excuse me, and, and like Eddie was saying, you know, and, and he's right. Let's let's let Dennis Smith be Dennis Smith for a while and grow up a little bit. He looks like he's going to be a star. Okay, uh, he, he seems to have all the prerequisites of that. Not only the athletic ability, but as I was trying to make the point, uh, just his demeanor, his, his confidence. He, he's not backing down from anybody, uh, but he's not. He's you know he's not getting in anybody's face either. You know he's he's playing the right way. Um, and I, I was watching the game last night. Uh, on television, and and uh, I like what Derek Harper said about him. You know uh, that that Derek likes everything that he does. You know, there's there's nothing about him that he doesn't like, and I think that that uh, that, that says a lot for him. Uh, do you know how old I just? Do you know how old Julius Randall is? How old? Twenty three. Isn't that crazy? But you know, guys come out so young now. You know, well, he like played. A, he was the one year right at yeah. At, at it was like Dennis Smith's twenty. He, he was in Grace Horn's grade. I remember that. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what Ford Sherrington said to me the other day when we were watching the Mavericks play, and he said, uh, "And he's twenty. He's the same age I am." And and, and, right. and Ford just couldn't get over that. He's a sophomore in college, you know, and he, he can't get over that. And, and and really, I can't either. But that's the thing that these guys get in the NBA, and 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 really does. It does take a little while yeah. to kind of get everything going and become the player that you're going to be in the right circumstances and all that. Uh, I, I do think that this last draft will go down uh, in five years. People will look back on this draft and say, "Wow, look at the look at the unbelievable players that came out of that draft." The guards, yeah, the guards. I mean, it's, it, and and marketing too. I think is a really good player, uh, but it, it is going to be looked at like that, and and that's just not the case every year. Right. I know Eddie says, "Oh, you can still get a good player." Listen. Um, nine is really stretching it to me. 
uh, to think you're going to get a really good player. Uh, well, he, here's the deal. Has anybody ever traded a ninth pick for a fourth pick? Does, if you had the fourth pick, would you trade it for the ninth pick? No. No, no, no. No. So, you know, whenever, when people say that, well, it doesn't matter if you have the fourth, fifth, I think it does matter. I, I think it does matter. It's it's still uh, kind of a little bit of a crapshoot. You know, you, we, we, as, oh, yeah. I, as I mentioned about Jason Tatum, right now he looks better than, than Fultz or Ball, and he went, uh, he went at three. Ball. You know, so, well, in ball, there's a lot of things going Fultz on there. Fultz has been hurt, right? Yeah, Fultz has been hurt. Uh, but, I mean, he, he looks very finished and, and very, uh, very. he was very NBA ready when he got here. He got in the, in the NBA. Marketing looks finished. For the Celtics. Uh, oh, very funny. Uh, so, it's uh, it's interesting to, to watch this laughed. happen. Jose left. Yeah, it, it's interesting to watch how this is going to turn out and what they're going to do. They, they certainly need another player. Now, but I'm watching Texas play the other night. I'm watching Mobamba play, and 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 he's considered you know a guy that might go in the top five or six players. And um, I got to tell you, he is so skinny. He is so skinny. I mean, I, I realize that it's a different NBA now, and and the centers are different. But that really looks like a guy that you. You put a butt on him, and, and there you, he you goes. Can push, you, you can push him to the <laughs> yes. other side of the half court. He's very long, and he can certainly reach, and that's what everybody wants that's now. That's what they want. Uh, but, yeah, I, yeah, you're right. I, mean, I remember when Ralph Sampson came in to the NBA, and everybody thought he was going to be the greatest NBA center ever, and he, and he was very thin. You're showing your age. By uh, that's what I'm age. But that was the thing about him was that they pushed him out of the blocks, you yeah. know, and then he, and he couldn't ever become the player that everybody thought. Of. He was a very good player, but he was not the, the great player that everybody thought he was going to be. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just think that, that like a guy, let, let's say if they took Mo Bamba. No, me, I, that, I, that would be disaster for the Mavericks. I don't know if it's a disaster, but it's, to me it's one of those guys. It's an old school Maverick draft. He, we'll he would, take him. We'll, we'll, he'd never they, get they on the floor. Wait, they can't wait. Four years to develop. Well, you can't in the NBA anymore, anyway. But you can't. You can't wait to develop a guy when you have a lottery pick. I think. Uh, I, I think. Yeah, If you're the Celtics and you have somebody else's pick, okay, maybe you can do. Yeah. That. But you you can't. They they need to sell tickets. They they need to get better. Well, immediately. Yeah, I, I think to, to me to, to the point that Eddie was making, and which is true, that you know you're uh, uh, you know you got a point guard and then you got four threes. Uh, I I would prefer to see them get. You know, we talked about that with Mark Followell last week. Uh, uh, a guy, a, a slasher, a guy that you know is, is going to be. I think that's the thing that they lack. I mean, Dennis Smith obviously brings you the, a lot of that. He goes to the to the hoop, you know. But they need another guy like that. Uh, and, and you know, because with if let's say they got Seth Curry back uh, next year, then you know, and he's obviously a very good shooter. Then that, then that gives you some of that that you that they're missing right now, right? But and, th- and he talks about Wes Matthews being a three and D. He's more D than he is three. But but you but you yeah but you but. You, the object is to get closer to the elite teams, not yeah. You know, Seth Curry is not going to take you there. No, but I mean, you just need a shooter. I mean, right. I, that that's I'm not, I'm just asking to be a shooter at this point. Yeah, they're, listen, they're three ways, three years away from being close to the elite teams. Now, I think they're, you know, I think if they got the right player, if they were able to hit on a player like Dennis Smith two years in a row, I think that next year they could be uh, a fringe playoff team. Which you know, do you really want that? I don't. I don't know. Uh, but I do think that uh, that this was a great start uh, with uh, with Smith. Yeah, I mean, it's about, it's, can I say this? It's about time. 
Well, it is about time. I, I will say, you know, we've and I've written about this, complained about it, uh, and certainly they've missed on people. The Greek freak is the biggest example of that. Maybe in the, in the history of the franchise, could yeah, you know, to miss on a player that good that they could have had, uh, and instead they fooled around and traded around like they always do, and ended up and with the, the with, a, with a with a with a player whose dad was a better player. Uh, not a basketball player, a baseball player. Yeah, uh, Barry Larkin's kid, Shane Larkin. Uh, that that uh, that was a that was a bad draft. So I just want to go back. We talked about Trey Young last week when yeah. we had follow on. If he was there, you take him. Uh, yeah, I'd be really tempted because that's the kind of thing to me that uh, I I just feel like this is the way the NBA is going. You know, you talk about the fact you don't have a big man, uh, but I really do feel like if you could get enough. Uh, offense going um, and and creativity going, you know, with him, then, then yeah, I think I'd take him. I mean, I think at this point, if the draft was tomorrow, that, that Marvin Bagley probably would be the first player okay. taken from Duke. Okay. Uh, and then uh, then I because of his size and his ability and everything he's got going for him now. And I think Trey Young probably would be second. You think no, that high, number two? Yeah, I think he would. I, you know, when people started comparing him to, to Steph Curry – and then and you know he, and of course this was the, the great thing they, they lose to Oklahoma State in overtime by two he goes for forty eight in that game he shot the ball a lot he took thirty eight shots in that game that's a lot of shots thirty eight shots that's that's not good that's not good for Oklahoma to be doing that no if, if you if you're taking thirty eight shots and you lose you can get away with that if you win if you lose and you're taking thirty eight shots then something was the, the matter but. He is uh, a tremendous player. And see, what's so crazy about that is before the season started, he was a guy, ah, uh, you know, people were, yeah, this guy's a good player. Well, you know, but I they think that, talking that, about that, that like might this. come from the fact that where he played high school in Norman, you know, if, if he was an East Coast guy, people would have been going crazy for him. If he, Probably. If he was an East Coast guy and he wound up at Duke or North Carolina, people yeah. would be, people would be going, just going wild about him. But he was from uh, Norman, uh, you know, so I think, I, I think, I think there's a tremendous bias. In, in sure, there is, especially in basketball. Although, what, what do they doing on the East Coast about basketball anymore? Villanova's pretty. What good. about New York? Well, let me tell you something. What do they know about Vill- New York? Villanova's pretty good. Yeah, they are. But I'm, I'm talking about the NBA. Oh, <laughs> not much. What do the Knicks know about basketball? What do the Nets know about? Basketball? What are the Celtics? What the Celtics are on the Celtics are on the East Coast. No, they're doing pretty good. But the Sixers? No. Well, no, no, the Sixers are, are a lot better now. The Sixers are kind of the model franchise now. <laughs> yeah, they got guys after come, how many years? They, of- they got big guys come out their ears. I was reading that about the other day about one of their one of their big men, and they said, well, they got like three or four big men parked, you know, in the the new what are we calling the league now? The, the G League. The G League. Oh, We're G moving League. our way down the alphabet here, uh, and and so they did such a great job, you know, building through all those lousy seasons they had. <laughs> Uh, oh, those were a lot of. There were a lot of bad seasons. So I, I do think, though, that the arrow, the the Mavericks arrow, is pointing up. Well, it, yes, it's pointing up, but how? But how long? How long are we going to give them? Three years? Four years? Well, it depends on what you're saying. If you're if you're saying, uh, are they going to compete for a title? Yes, I, I think yes. you're going yes. to yes. you're going to have to wait out the Warriors. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think that's going to ha- you know as long as as those guys are all together on the same team. Um, I don't think I don't think anybody's going to beat him. I mean, I mean, let through let there's injury, guy goes, you know, a guy misses half a season or something. I I just don't see it happening. Uh, But of course, that's the thing; these teams always they always do break up at some point, Um, and and that's okay. 
Personally, I've always been for dynasties. Oh, me too. I think they're great. I think they're great for all sports. Uh, It gives you something to measure stuff against if you beat them. You know, if if you don't beat them, it's like everybody wants this. Oh, you need to have parity. And we've used this, this example before. The Florida Marlins, they've won two World Series. Does anybody care? No. Nobody cares. Well, that, that's almost a good transition to our, you know, we could talk about the New England Patriots in our next podcast. In our next podcast. Are, are they are they playing for another Super Bowl? Uh, yeah. Who do, who, who do we have coming on on our next podcast? Well, on our next podcast, we've got our old pal, David Moore. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl, but basically we're going to talk about uh, something that happened uh, yesterday uh, on the Cowboys podcast with Stephen Jones and some, some I wouldn't say choice words, but I would say some interesting oh, I think, words. I think those were very strong, relatively powerful words. They were sending a message, a shot across the bow on, on Des Bryant. Another Oklahoma uh, state product. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, so let's get out of here now. Let's do that. Okay, so for Kevin Sherrington, Evan Grant, where is Evan Grant? Do we know? Uh, I think he's in the Dominican. He's on assignment uh, for, for, by the Rangers. Uh, by, no, he's on assignment from the more Sports Day DFW. Oh, from, is that what Dallas it is? News. He works for rest? us? We got to go now. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see ya.